Hello and welcome to episode 113 of the Two Bros Talking Sports Podcast. It's been a little while since we've talked last. Travis, how you been, man? Been good. Been good. It's been uh, cold as all hell, as you probably know. Um, I had to laugh because it was negative, felt like negative 30 outside for us. I think that Washington was like negative 120 or something. It was like a record. Insane. Well, I think a lot of people think when they see when they think of New England, especially when you tell them I'm from Maine or whatever, they think that that's what we're used to. I can't remember ever getting that cold, um, let alone my mom, your dad, getting back from trip to California. And that was their first full day back was with the wind chill, negative 31 or 38, something crazy. Not not good. Not, not a good time, but uh, sounds like things are warming up a little bit. Yeah, 30s, which feels much better when it's negative 30. <laughs> um, man, another another instance of why I'm not sure I'll ever be able to do a full New England winter ever again, but we'll see. Uh, time will tell. But we've got a lot of stuff, a lot of things have been happening um, over the course. We're not going to try to gra- go way too much into detail. We're not going to go, um, you know, obviously we had the, uh, AFC NFC championship happened a couple weeks ago. We are on into our Super Bowl week here. This is Tuesday. Game is Sunday. We've got the Chiefs. We've got the Eagles. Um, a matchup that I, I was kind of feeling like we we're going to see anyways. Um, going into this. Uh, and I guess we can start there just because there's a lot going on there. We can talk about some of the landscape of the N- NFL where – um, you know, whether it's coaching or QB uh, openings now that Tom Brady, that was something that happened. I'm not sure if you saw if, or maybe even put a bid on uh, the sand that uh, Tom Brady retired, <laughs> retired on. Um, I did see some, someone post like, imagine just walking your dog out there and seeing Tom Brady retiring on the beach. Um, so that, that's, that I feel like, um, actually takes a, at least a few teams off-season plans off the table. A couple teams that may have been pursuing him as a short-term option. Um, but let's start with the Super Bowl because that's probably the most, um, you know, the most hype, the most immediate future that's coming on here. Um, what do we think? It seems like everyone's calling a pretty even matchup overall. Um, anything you're you're looking – Forward to interested in watching. I know this game is really tough for us to get any type of interest in, but we will be watching it. Anything, even if it's just the commercials, tell me something. I'm going to be in Charleston for it. So we got a dinner reservation at 530 and we have to find a place to watch it. Um, but to me, the biggest story is going to be Eagles Paltrow versus what Mahomes can do right now with a high ankle sprint. That really is the biggest story to me. Um, I mean, the Chiefs defense yeah, played very well yeah. against Cincinnati, so they definitely have their work cut out for them with just how versatile the Eagles' offense is. But to me, the real story is whether or not, not only like the offensive line can they hold up against, what do the Eagles have, like 70-plus sacks this year? And then Mahomes, you saw that in the Bengals game, he's just not the same dude if he can't run around and do what he normally does, uh, especially when he doesn't trust that, that one foot and planting into it. So that's going to be the biggest thing. Um, the Bengals pass rush, albeit no slouch, is nothing compared to what Phillies is. So 
Um, I think that'll be the biggest storyline personally. Yeah, I, I think, um, I mean, it's not going to, it's not going to take him out. He'll finish. He'll play probably stellar in the Super Bowl. I think Pat Mahomes' ankle it wouldn't surprise me if that is a really bad situation and might require a little, um, you know, you could see it requiring some type of surgery on the, you know, right at the beginning of the offseason. Um, cause he definitely re aggravated last game. I know two weeks, uh, seems like a, a vacation compared to a week to week basis, but, uh, I got to think that they're all hands on deck and I get that thing, <laughs> uh, wrapped up, numbed up or whatever they need to do to finish. Um, and he'll, he'll be, he'll be pretty stellar. Yeah. You know, I, it's almost like a, a perfect matchup as far as you know, the best meets um, the other best. And there's, like you said, there's a lot of things to take a watch the, the pass rush, um, QB health, the weapons on, you know, can they stop Kelsey? Can these guys stop the, the explosive high powered wide receiver set of, of the Eagles? Um, I, I got to tell you just biased. I, I just love the energy that the Eagles bring. I don't like saying that, but I just think they're uh, – I've said this a couple times uh, to some people that we talk about the game. I feel like Hertz just has some, like, mid to late 90s sort of swag to him. <laughs> He's just this guy. He's as cool as they can come. He's got plenty of bold timber uh, board material in his, his career of being, like – you know, you're not an NFL quarterback. You're not an NFL quarterback. He's come in. He's outplayed the game. I think last time we touched on a little bit of um, Cam Newton back in his heyday. Was that us talking about that? You know, like he opened the door for a lot of these these types know. of yeah, quarterbacks. We talked about that necessarily. That might have been you talking to someone else. But yeah, well, any what, what we're going off of is like I think we saw some um, highlights of prime Cam Newton, and at the time we've never seen that before. If you remember back. He, in Oregon, he was bigger than I think, like nine out of the eleven defensive <laughs> players. Uh, he came in. Uh, I was watching. Oh, I was on watching Pat McAfee talking about. Um, I was talking to Greg Olson about just Cam Newton, him and Ben Terry on the sidelines when Cam Newton went running by his rookie year. Like, holy shit! Like, who, who is this guy? He just celebrates the touchdown, reaches over grabs the ball, runs all the way across the field. You know, they're kicking the extra point and they're celebrating still and goes over and gives the ball. Anyways, he's something we've never seen before. And it's, it's bad because we've got the, we had Cam Newton of the Patriots to remember at the end of it all. But I mean, he set the sort of, he opened the door for a different style of play. That's why we're seeing some like hurts in there. It's not, you know, obviously we saw Michael Vick and we've seen some of those, um, you know, Lamar Jackson and Michael Vick kind of on their own island, I think. Um, but, you know, Hurts put him in a system that works. He's got a, He's got an arm. He's got some amazing targets to go to. Um, but then on the other side, it's like I haven't seen anyone who's been able to stop Kelsey. I mean, he just seems like he's the guy that you just should just throw it to every down. Um, I'm not ex- – I don't want to say I'm excited to see how it plays out. I really could care less um, – couldn't care less – who wins this game but uh i for the sake of not wanting to hear the talk and i heard it this morning before i shut it off of will pat mahomes finish his career with more super bowls than tom brady i'm 
like, let's stop. Let's just let's just hold the phone because even if he gets a second one, like he's got to win. <laughs> like I just I don't think anyone can have be that good and have that much luck to come close to what Brady's done in this era. But that's just me. Um, so who who are you gonna pick? Let's let's go into that first, and then we'll start getting away from this game. Who do you think is gonna come out with the the Super Bowl win this year? I'm gonna go Eagles. I feel like it's gonna be a low. I mean, it's, it's gonna be a high scoring game, but. Like, I'm thinking, like, 34-31. I mean, to me, it's going to come down to a field goal. It just feels that way. But who the fuck knows? I could be totally wrong. I This is where I just I don't have the really give-a-shit factor to, like, all right, what is it actually going to be, you know? Um, like I said, I we know. have reservations at 530, so we may even miss the first quarter. Who knows? Whatever. What, wait, you didn't get the script? You yeah, didn't see didn't the, script the script yet? I do say some um, of the games, though, after that were pretty great. The one with I don't know, so here's the, the one thing. with uh, like, the, the script as we're talking about that real quick. Did you see the one with Brady, like Matt Ryan walking in after reading the the Atlanta Falcons oh, script? Yeah, oh, Brady just it's wherever it was like smirking in a meeting. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I saw that. Um, I saw the Shanahan like mm-hmm. your your quarterback <laughs> this year, um, which is I, I do want to chat touch on that real quick, but. Um, I, I just, for the sake, like, I don't care to pick either way. Whoever wins, great. Congrats. Uh, I'm just going to pick the opposite because you picked the Eagles. So I'll pick KC because um, I can see them winning it as well. Uh, who knows? Yeah. But let's uh, let's kind of touch around. Are there any coaching hires? I mean, I can't remember exactly. I think it was a couple weeks ago. But are there any coaching hires we need to talk about? Because um, otherwise, I'd, I'd like to dive right into sort of the – landscape of QBs going on because uh, there's a bunch of teams that are going to need some. We've got some quarterbacks with some questions where they might land. Um, see if you've read up on anything or see any possibilities or if it's just all chat and no, you know, all. Well, curious to see what Sean bite part. Curious to see what Sean Payton does in uh, Denver, Russell Wilson. And mm-hmm. if that was just like a fluky season for Russell Wilson or if he's truly tough. And then, because at this point, they're bound by him with money-wise, but, like, also, they're paying Sean Payton, what was the report, $18 million a year for five years. They're not going to hitch his wagon to Russell Wilson if he sucks ass again. So, um, big season for Denver, especially as what we thought they'd be this year, and they were terrible. And then also, curious to see what happens in Houston with Tomiko Ryans. Because he was an up-and-coming coach. They've fired their coach, what, two, three straight years now? So... You would hope they give him some time. They have a lot of draft capital. Do they end up getting, you know, Bryce Young or CJ Shroud um, and see what that team looks like? So, plus they got, what's his name? Uh, Michi. Remember John Michi? He had the leukemia thing. So, he's coming back, I'm assuming. So, um, that'll be an interesting situation. But, yeah, we can jump into QB carousel. Because there, there are some names out there to figure out. You got Rodgers, you got Carr. Two big ones, obviously. Rodgers more so. But don't worry. Rodgers is doing that uh, – off the grid ayahuasca retreat, whatever the hell he's talking about. Isolation. As if he has the decision to make and not the Packers, but it's all right. Um, yeah, so, I mean, uh, I, I think we've touched, actually, and this is the second thing I think we've touched on, um, the draft class. I know we've had personal, co- you know, private conversations. Um, like you look at Young, and while I think he was a stellar quarterback deserving of a Heisman, um, definitely a talented um, player. I don't, I don't watch him and see 
professional QB. Um, I, I could be wrong there. Uh, I'm not yeah, sure if you – I think you – so, he's, but is he – is he on um, – sure, um, which isn't always the answer, but, like, I guess Stroud would be the one who's more physically set for the Davis, NFL. But Levis or Levis from Kentucky? Those are like Levis will probably be a top five pick, I'd assume, too. Yeah. And is that more out of desperation, or are these guys serious prospects, you think? I think they're serious prospects. I mean, in the case of, like, you could see Vegas taking a quarterback, obviously, with the car situation. Um, Houston, obviously. They need a quarterback. And then you got Indianapolis right up there, too, that needs a quarterback. So there's the Indianapolis factor, that third team needing that quarterback. But, like, some people have said, well, Levis could be the top quarterback. I think it's all kind of eye of the beholder situation. Um, but, yeah, those three guys will be at the top for sure. And then there's some other guys that are going to be littered, you know, later on. Tanner McKee might be a late first-round pick from uh, Stanford. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Patriots. Where do you like that, too? Yeah, that's true. Um, from, you know, like a Derek Carr prospect, like, I think there's going to be plenty of, you know, people that want to bring him in, you know, a bunch of suitors there, but, you know, purse from your perspective, what, what, what do you think would be a cool landing spot for, for someone like him in your mind? I don't know who needs quarterbacks though. Cause I mean, the teams that do need them, Houston, like I said, Vegas, obviously a car situation. Indianapolis, they're going to draft quarterbacks. They're not training for Derek Carr. The Jets could conceivably be a landing spot if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, which all the smoke is out there that they would trade arm and a leg for Aaron Rodgers, which I don't understand. Um, but, like, what other team is out there that truly needs a quarterback? I mean, I guess you could say the Commanders could, like, but I don't know what their salary cap situation is with Wentz. Um, that one I could see being conceivable for Derek Carr. What what else is out there for who needs a quarterback? I can't think of another team off like directly jumping off the top of my head. I mean Pittsburgh, I guess, but they got Kenny Pickett. That seems like they're going to give him a, a shot next year. He kind of turned it around at the end of the year. It was kind of on the come up. Um, I just don't see another team that stands out like truly needs need. I mean, I guess you could say the Bucks at this point. I don't know what the Bucks are going to do now that Brady's retired. If it's Kyle Trask or if it's draft another quarterback or try to get Derek yeah. Carr in the stopgap, even though I don't think they have a salary cap anyways, because Tom Brady's leaving a massive dead cap hit. So I don't know. Sure. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, there are, yeah, it's just going, I do think he's going, he should get a shot. And even if it's to bring him in as like a, a team that's looking for a, a competition, if his, you know, I, sort of one of those teams that we might be surprised to, See, so wants to have another, you know, some more QB depth. Um, the only last, the last one I kind of want to touch on because it's just such an interesting case um, with Sam Fran, right? So if Purdy doesn't kind of blow up his UCL on that play, all signs are looking like, hey, this guy, it's his job to lose going into the next um, next preseason, right? Like I know you drafted this, you know, Trey Lance up there still feel like I haven't seen this guy play um, since a year before he got drafted. Um, and it just seemed like the perfect scenario for Purdy. Hey, this is – I know that football is a little less taxing than the, uh, like a, 
a pitcher would for for baseball or baseball player would with Tommy John, but it's the same ligament. It's the same sort of problem there. It's at least six months. Um, do you think they give, you know, based off of what a Purdy did in the, the end there, do you think they give him an honest shot to, to rehab and get back to that starter role? Or do you think this is just a super unfortunate event that, you know, things are going to pass, preseason is going to happen. Um, when he's ready to return, there might not be a spot quite for him. Yeah, that might be the the latter might be a case, depending on recovery time. You could also argue that maybe they go back to Trey Lance and see if they actually have anything with him. I mean, I don't – I mean, maybe they go for Derek Carr. Like, I don't know. It's so up in the air what the, the 49ers will do because, to me, they're a Super Bowl team. Just the quarterback situation screwed them over. And it's screwed them over the last two years. Um, you know, you didn't mention Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, where's he going to end up as a stopgap starter or something? But I could see them, you know – bringing in some type of veteran, maybe not a Derek Carr, um, but giving Trey Lance, if he's fully healthier, a chance to actually be Trey Lance and they draft the third overall. And if he sucks, maybe Brock Purdy's healthy enough by the time he's really going downhill that, you know, you clearly have seen Brock Purdy that he can do the job. And it's not like you need to, like, coax him along. Um, so, I don't know. Hard to say. They have a lot of uh, things up in the air right now for them. Um, I mean, I know San Francisco's potentially losing Brandy Ayuk, too. Um, or could trade Brandon Ayuk, but this, I mean, it's going to start pretty quick once Super Bowl ends. NFL free agency happens pretty, pretty relatively soon after the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, you already got all these Pro Bowl, not Pro Bowl, but East-West Shrine and Senior Bowl games happening, so um, it's going to be April before you know in terms of the draft, and then... Yeah, well, speaking... Yeah, a draft is obviously a little bit later now, but I like... Hey, NFL does a great job keeping themselves relevant year round. Um, we did have just this past weekend, it was loaded with a bunch of the Pro Bowl and All Star. I feel like every time in every sport, the All Star break comes, I get myself excited, and then I barely watch what's going on. Um, did you happen to watch the All Star game for hockey? I watched the last game. The championship. Okay. 10, 20 minutes. That's all I watched. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, we we had a real lazy weekend where we kind of just watched movies and did some cleaning and didn't really go outside because it was so effing cold. Um, <laughs> but didn't really, yeah, didn't watch that. I honestly, like, I think I got an update, like, <laughs> two hours into it. Like, oh, shit, that's happening right now. I think the game started at 3.30. I tuned in at, like, 5.30. And the yeah, I actually didn't. Didn't no. catch it, yeah, because it was no. Pro Bowl was Pro Bowl just. Can you believe how? But the place was packed. The place was packed. They had fans watching well, that. It's access to the um, and stuff that that is a big draw for a lot of fans. And they tried. They tried so hard. They had McAfee announcing. They had the Mannings. They had yeah. freaking Pete Davidson for whatever reason. Um, and they tried. And I get that they. You know, they gave defensive players some reps on offense and, you know, all that stuff. But it's just – it. I don't know. I I had it on, and I don't remember watching it. Let's put it that way. I was, like, on my phone. I was on my computer, not watching the game. I think I saw the last two plays where Peyton kind of got pissed off. And I'm like, all right, well, time to watch something else. But that's that. Um, the Obviously, Super Bowl weekend – NBA All Star game. Let's go into some basketball here because that's obvious. That's kind of the 
been the news worthy sport um, because of the whole Kyrie Irving. Just, I, I thought, it, I, I guess we know that it's not strange that anything could happen with this guy from his days with Boston. Um, a seemingly pretty good spot, uh, pretty good situation. I mean, KD went out with injury. And from that point, Kyrie was playing just the basketball that we all know that Kyrie can play. And then out of nowhere, it says, I want to trade. And well, to me, it was obviously it was since that time. Situation. Yeah. Contract. Sure. Contract related, which what stupid NBA, like whoever gives them a max contract, what a dumbass move. What a dumbass move. First of all, you're just enabling the guy. Like, what has he done remotely off the court in all his antics to warrant giving him $200 million over the course of four years? This dude should he be won the one title with your contract. One title with LeBron with Cleveland. Correct. Like, you've been third team all NBA. Like, yeah, he's a wizard. He's enjoyable to watch. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, he hasn't accomplished a whole lot. So, I mean, as. He has, he's more name than game at this point, in my opinion, just because Kyrie is just such a unique name and it's Kyrie Irving and one of the best ball handlers in NBA history. That, I mean, that's without a doubt. But, God damn, watching his press conference, I was joking with you before we started recording this, his press conference today is like, it's so cringeworthy that it makes you somewhat angry, but also like you can't help but watch because his ego is so inflated and so irrational that it makes like – to me, if I'm the Nets watching this thing and, like, I felt disrespected by the Nets, like, I feel like they're well within the rights to, like, not from a PR perspective, can't do it, but, like, come out like, well, this effing jackass did so, 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 and so, and we had to deal with all this bullshit, like, all the stuff he did there is just ridiculous. Um, but, again, what, what does he always say? Praise the hell out of whatever the fuck he says. Like, bless up, or who the fuck knows. Um, well, um, I you know, I want to give credit to is it Jock Vaughn? Yeah, Jock Vaughn, uh, the head coach for the Nets. I thought he's handled it like a champ. He's been kind of playful with it. Obviously, said you know when it was all said and done, was able to be professional about it. I thought he handled it about as well as he could. Who's this guy who's got two nights of forty points? Yeah. Zach Thomas, Thomas or something? Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas. Sorry, exactly. Um, you know, good for him. That's, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll go into it in a second. Uh, one question I did have, and I did, I just thought of this while we were talking. I, don't, I haven't even checked it out. How, how does this uh, affect all-star starter? I don't know. I don't know. I think someone from the East would just be bumped up, and maybe they name – I don't think they name a replacement because you're kind of just adding a fixed 16th guy to the West, you know? I think you just bump up an Eastern Conference yeah. start and it's all irrelevant because they're all going to get drafted on the court live. I would hope Kyrie exactly. Irving the last pick. Um, Kyrie Irving the last pick of the draft. That would be great. But he's a starter already. Still. Still. Make him the last <laughs> starter. Pick. Um, that? Well, no, LeBron's picking, so he'll pick him on his team. Um, and that, that was the biggest thing. I thought it was very – I thought it was very strange – that I feel like Kyrie thought he had leverage in where he could go, like forcing his way into the situation that he wants. And I, I think they actually said the Nets owners, like the last place we're going to trade him is the Lakers. Um, yeah. 
What a sentiment of fucking Minnesota. <laughs> and so I just thought it was interesting. It's like, I know it's a very much a, a player's league at this point, but um, I think you got to pick your, your time frame when to try to express your leverage. I get that you're playing out, outrageously good basketball, but it seems like the, you know, with the whole start of the season, um, just getting on good terms again with the Nets. And then I just don't think any type of play on the court was going to give him any. So yeah, I, I don't blame what the Nets did. Um, I, I guess I don't understand the whole, everyone like saying that LeBron's tweet had to do with it. Maybe it did. I don't get what the reference would have meant by like, maybe it's me. Um, because like cause, cause he's out there. And, and here's the thing. I think no more so than any, I mean, we, we grew up Brady fans and heard the Brady hate, but more so than any athlete in our day and age, like, I think I, I everybody hates LeBron. I don't personally. Um, I think he's been fantastic. He's having one of the best statistical years of his entire career, which is truly phenomenal. I know it's not helping the team, but like people are so quick to be like, oh, LeBron's the reason that they're losing. I'm like, no, he's not the reason they're losing. In fact, he'd be the only reason they're not losing more. Like they're not last place in the, the, the league. Um, it just killed. I, I don't know. I, I guess he's an easy target. People just don't like the top and probably people, anyone listening to this is probably getting mad. Like, Oh, I hate LeBron. But like, why do you hate LeBron? Because of his antics. It's like, okay. Cause he, apparently he travels or he, he whines and he does like everyone does, you know, it's like everyone in the league does and that's the game and if, whatever. But um, I don't know how this turns into like a hate LeBron fest too, but I did. We, I, although I did see a comment that was like his on court meltdown, which was an absolute foul, maybe two fouls against him in the Celtics game. And um, someone's like, the start of the La Emo phase. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but hey, appreciate greatness what's in front of you. That's all I'm saying. Just appreciate it. We just saw Tom Brady hang it up for the second time. I know. But like, if you got someone, appreciate McDavid, appreciate Mike Trout while you got them because they're going to be done. And then all you have to talk about is like, oh, I was alive when I watched his career. Just phenomenal. Anyways, back to the the Kyrie drama. Doesn't surprise me that he's not in L.A. Does surprise me that Dallas did that. But maybe that's some pressure on Dallas because of the whole like Przingis thing kind of fell through. Where is Przingis now? Is he Atlanta? Washington. Oh, Washington. Crazy. Just snuck over there. But uh, you got Luca. You don't want to waste him, put him in a spot where, like, he gets to an unhappy place of not winning. So I guess for them, it's a, a risk they're willing to take, even though what's the saying, fool me once, fool me twice. But it's like, at this point, it's fool me in double digits, and I don't get it. Um, but I guess this leaves a larger part. The Nets aren't willing to, at this point, trade KD yet. They think they can build around him. In fact, I saw there was reports of them maybe trying to swing Din Dinwiddle to Toronto for like Van Fleet, which I don't necessarily think is 
I don't know. I mean, Van Fleet's a great player, but I don't think it's it's the team that KD would want to be leading. Um, do you think they're going to trade him? Is it inevitable? No, I don't think so. I don't think they can trade him this offseason. Like, it, I could see them trying to give it a shot. Once you trade him, I mean, depending on what you get back, I know this, we're not going to bring the Celtics in this situation, but um, I mean, you're kind of just flipping your franchise. You're going from like, right now you're in contention, even without Kyrie Irving. You actually are probably better off without Kyrie Irving, to be honest with you. Dinwiddie can score. Dorian Finney-Smith is a good role player. Katie comes back. He's just kind of your focal point. If Ben Simmons ever remembers how to play basketball, like, you're in good shape. Because um, Tugmo's overpaid player in the league for what he is right now. Jesus. Um, this is a baffling case. But you're in a good shape. So I, I could see them, you know, trying to do something like that with Dinwiddie for Van Fleet or, like, trading some of these picks they just got from Dallas to re-aggregate them somewhere else for some better role players um, or some upgrades around their roster. And then from there, see what happens at this year. See where you end up. And then if you don't, you've still got them signed for, what, two years after this year, three years? Like, then you have still plenty of leverage to trade him to another team because he's still one of the best basketball players in the league and the world, you know, even at his age. Um, to me, he's going to kind of – it feels like he's going to age like LeBron in the sense that he's not going to be as physically dominant as LeBron is at age 38 years old, but, like, still going to be a walk in 25, you know, 8 and 4, like, every night with the, with ease because he's just so silky. So um, you're still going to have value to be had there from a trade perspective in the offseason, but I think it, it'd be a lot. You're kind of just changing up your whole roster if you're trading both KD and Kyrie at the, at, in the span of four days, you know? Um, so then again, if Kevin Durant says tonight, like, dude, I'm out, like, I, I don't understand why he has any leverage because you're still signed for three years. Like, it gives a shit. What are you going to do? You know, like Kyrie yeah. Irving said he might sit out the whole year. because It is crazy. <laughs> it is crazy to me that like the, the power dynamics in NBA has completely shifted. Unreal. Sign a five-year like deal. The West year is... and you hate it. And like, dude, I want to get traded. It's like, we don't have to trade you. You're signing for four more years. Like. <laughs> I know. And they, but like, no, I mean, I see what's so nets. I don't, I, of course, if you have a healthy Kevin Durant, you give yourself, you give any team he's playing on a chance, you know. Um, but it is crazy to see, hey, the, the West is pretty wild right now. There's no sure thing. I mean, we're seeing, I think, isn't Memphis still somehow like number two or three and they've lost like eight out of nine after 11 game win streak. Like you got Curry who's beat up a little bit right now. You got, um, you know, who knows what happens with the Lakers. Um, the Sacramento Kings, I think are actually third right now. Um, and then you look on, you got some of the powerhouses on the, the East, which is going to be very entertaining when it comes to uh, playoff time. Hopefully, pay, hopefully the the Celtics can keep keep kind of running through it. Um, I kind of like what they're doing right now. They're they're sort of cycling in some players. Um, you know, last night, for example, they they just they were able to to win pretty sure handedly. But uh, Tatum was a little slow off the the start. They had some guys who were contributing. I think that's important. I think these are games that I know it's right in the middle of things. Kind of hard to stay interested in. I know they're all looking forward to the All Star break. But I think it's important to get some of these 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 role players some meaningful minutes, some meaning, you know, some confidence with you know getting some stats put up there, contributing to the wins, and 
um, just keep tallying them up, sort of like where the Bruins are too. It's like, hey, get these wins, get get them all. Um, but yeah, any anything you want to touch on the the Celtics? No, I'm curious to see if they do anything at the trade deadline. There's a bunch of rumors out there, but the fact that you're hearing rumors to me means nothing because every move that Brad Stevens has made, no one ever heard about it. So no. um, I don't foresee anything happening unless it's like a minor backup center for like a second round pick type deal and like a Justin Jackson um, or right. the buyout market. That could be a possibility too. They already have the open roster spot, so they could really absorb anyone into their traded player exception without actually sending anyone out. But, uh, yeah, I could see a buyout market situation. I know someone like Will Barton's been discussed that they actually end up buying him out in Washington. Um, so we'll see. I just don't foresee them doing anything. Yeah. But tomorrow and Thursday. Well, we got a good one tomorrow. Yeah. There's such – well, game-wise, yeah. But they're uh, – tomorrow and Thursday are just very entertaining days if you're an NBA fan because no one thought Gary Irving was going to trade it until he requested a trade, and two days later he's gone. So – um, all these trades, they just happen real damn quick. Like, is Toronto going to end up trading Van Vliet and Anobi? No one really knows, and it sounds like no one's going to know until, like, two hours before the deadline. I don't well, think there's any games that happen on Thursday. No, there's no games because of and, that. Yeah. But you'll kind of get uh, But anyways, we got, we got a great – You'll get a sense of who's playing tomorrow night and who is – That's true. Like, who's sitting out, you know? That's very true. I mean, the Celtics have a great matchup against 76ers. That'll be a fun one to watch tomorrow. Yep. Uh, Bucks are going to be next week before the um, before the All Star break, which will be they, they got a good stretch here. A lot of games that are winnable. Um, a lot of these big ones. It'd be be pretty cool stretch here if they could uh, obviously take them all. Would be great, but if they could get some big wins against 76ers. Bucks going into the the deadline or the the all-star break that would be a lot of fun um yeah just it seems like they have a cool dynamic or good good chemistry going on coaching staff players so um just hoping that health stays the same and and, uh be a fun way i guess the all-star game for the nba is like the only one i kind of watch and even that i yeah can get in and out um well cool Obviously, baseball, we don't need to touch on anything there. Um, baseball, it's happening this year, um, and we'll talk about it when it starts. But um, let's move on here. Anything in the um, entertainment world, other sports, out of the major sports world, um, shows, movies, anything that you've been keeping up with uh, recently? The Last of Us has been good. I never played the video game. Has it? Um, but it's been good. Yeah, it's it's like the next like HBO drama that they always have good dramas. Um, that's been good. I actually really enjoyed National Treasure on Disney Plus. The uh, it's like an offshoot of okay. it. Okay. Um, while they're kind of figuring out doing a third National Treasure movie, so I've enjoyed that. And. You don't watch any of the Yellowstone shows, but nineteen twenty three just came back after a four week hiatus. Um, solid cliffhanger last mm. night or on Sunday night. I mean, so that's been good. Well, cool. I, I I'll admit I I didn't get much, um, which is a good thing. I didn't get much streaming time. Um, obviously, family out here visiting. Had to spend or got to spend. Didn't have. 
spent a, a lot of time uh, throughout the day. I know. So I didn't really watch it. So actually, the only thing that I can think of, I did watch um, the stand-up Nate Bargatze. Yes, I enjoyed um, that. I think he's he, he's a riot, man. He's got a great delivery. Great. Yep. Um, is, is that's Amazon, I think it was? Yeah. Yeah. So that, I recommend that one. Very funny. Uh, and I actually, because it was such like a... I, I was I was hesitant. I didn't jump onto it right away. I'm like this. I don't know. The previews look bad. All this stuff. I did start. I did watch uh, that '90s show, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously it's, it's a lot of cameos to help it. Um, but by the end of it, I, I I did appreciate it. Wasn't my favorite show ever. But, been, um, that '70s show has been our like bedtime fall asleep show a couple episodes so we, we haven't watched that 90s show until we finished that 70s show we're like through three seasons you know it's, it was the office and it was new girl and now it's like finish that 70s show in peacock so like we can watch that but i think it was i mean it's really the you know red and kitty really um keep it together and uh the kids kind of grow on you too as you get going but uh no i, I I enjoyed that. Uh, I am looking forward to the golf, golf documentary coming up here. And then I think next week, um, the same. Yeah, that's going to be Netflix. Same same uh, group that did the F1, which F1 will come out here soon as well. Uh, Drive to Survive. For, what's, I forget the name of the PG. Why can't I think of the PGA Tour one? But I'm excited to see it just because of the whole, you know, it's gonna, they're probably going to, Go dive into the um, the whole live golf situation with the PGA. Um, they did have this tennis one, which I watched. I think it's the same group. They're really trying to get some attention in these. I liked it. Wasn't my favorite as far as like, I, I'm not like on the edge of my seat waiting for the the part two of the the season. Um, I'll probably watch it when it comes out, but. Um, so yeah, I'll, I think my love of golf. Obviously, we'll get to see the final round there. Farmers Open, Torrey Pines out this way, and then I got to play the following week, like a few days later on that Wednesday. I got to play the course when it was at peak hard condition, and I've never played a more physical round of golf. Um, I, I kid you not, it's already one of the hardest courses on the tour, but the rough is incredible you hit it in there you know exactly where it is you walk towards it and you cannot find the ball it's not it's not even frustrating that you lose a ball it's frustrating that you know where the ball is and you still lose it um and so it was just one of those rounds that you really enjoy i played pretty well too i swung it really well um but it was like i started off it was like par par bogey and then it was like double eight and then it went back down to like a bogey. So that was like the day real quick spikes that really, really crush you. But um, no, that, that was pretty cool. Got to see the, the leaders, some of the, the top dogs going. So that was fun. Um, well, cool, man. I'm glad we could get a recording in here. Uh, second of the year, episode 113. Uh, but the next time we, we catch up, we'll be back from Charleston and uh, we'll be talking a little bit of, Super Bowl, probably some free agency, you know, maybe some things heating up for some NFL post 
season and um, and then what maybe talk touching about where the Bruins are and uh, all star break. So look forward to touching base on that. Anything else you want to add here before we sign off? I don't think so. Yeah, excited for Thursday. See what Thursday brings for trade deadline. See what happens because a lot of teams in contention in the NBA. So I think we'll see. Plenty of time for those Woj bombs here. So um, until we talk again, this was episode 113, Two Bros Talking Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening along. We'll talk to you again soon.